0: The Trump administration's fiscal 2020 budget proposal has set the stage for how agencies will implement a landmark government transparency law. President Trump signed the Foundations for Evidence-Based Policymaking Act back in January, and the Office of Management and Budget expects to release guidance later this spring. Nick Hart is the director of the Bipartisan Policy Center's Evidence Project. He tells Federal News Network's Jory Heckman what evidence-based policymaking means for the Trump administration and what to expect going forward.
1: I think there are actually a number of uses of evidence in how some of the budget decisions were made, though there are probably a number of people out there that might not agree with how the evidence was used. There's a volume that was released that's called the Major Savings Volume, and it highlights the big changes that the administration is proposing to funding across the board for certain programs or policies. And if you look at that volume very carefully, it does make reference to a number of evaluations, or studies that have been conducted that helped inform how decisions were made. Not totally clear if the funding decisions had been made in advance and the evidence was applied after the fact, but I think it's at least promising that there are what seem to be some good references to evidence throughout that document. So it seems at least somewhat clear that the administration has an interest in applying uh, evidence in some cases to make funding decisions or at least to inform how they go about making those decisions. The president signed the Foundations for Evidence-Based Policymaking Act in January. And uh, at the point that the legislation was enacted, most of the funding decisions had had already been made by OMB. They tend to be made in the kind of November, early December window of time. So I, I think one of the things that is missing from the budget is specifically outlining the strategy to ensure agencies have resources to effectively implement the new law. And that has both consequences for evidence-based activities, but also anything around the open data set of activities that were in the law. Maybe Congress will consider that as they go through the appropriations process, but at least in the budget proposal as it was released, there doesn't seem to be really any indication that new resources were made available for implementing those provisions.
0: I was intrigued by this idea of a U.S. federal data service. Do you get a good sense of what that would look like if it was stood up?
1: It appears, based on what's in the budget, that the proposal to have a federal data service as part of the Department of Commerce is actually giving a nod to an idea that came out of the Commission on Evidence-Based Policymaking, something they called National Secure Data Service. So based on the various pieces of the budget, sort of taking them together, it seems that the idea is to have a place that is really charged with pioneering privacy protective approaches using data, but also trying to better connect or link data across government agencies. I think this is actually a really cool idea. It's a really promising idea that's in the budget. And the fact that it does sink back to something that came out of these unanimous recommendations from a federal commission hopefully gives it a little bit of traction when the proposal makes it up to Congress. And my hope would be that Congress would take it into serious consideration based on the time and energy from the Evidence Commission really fleshing out the idea. Now, what we don't see from the budget proposal is a lot of specifics. So. I think that potentially means there's some forthcoming conversations, maybe some forthcoming additional details from the administration, and I think all of that is uh, as of yet unclear.
0: Right right and and maybe something else in that category of maybe not with a lot of details, the idea of, of learning agendas of having like a multi-year plan in place to have goals for some of this evidence-based work. And so if you could just maybe unpack maybe a little bit more of you know what you're seeing in the budget document and going forward what that should mean for agencies,
1: The Trump budget documents seem to really affirm support for the Foundations for Evidence Based Policymaking Act, and in multiple places indicate that the administration is prioritizing implementation activities. There's, of course, a lot of details to be figured out for precisely what that means, but the learning agenda concept is one that gets a lot of attention and I think holds a lot of promise for agencies in ultimately framing the strategies. For implementing this law in a way that makes the most sense for them. So the whole concept of a learning agenda is that it's a sort of strategic plan for research and evaluation. So if senior officials in an agency take time to consider what their core policy priorities are, and of course everyone will do that, but also what they need to know to make good decisions about those policies, we can incorporate that information into the learning agenda and then over time create a feedback loop with the research community to uh, ensure that that the kind of information that policymakers are really asking for is ultimately available. So the administration, with, without a doubt, is supportive of the concept. It was both included in this budget as well as in the government reform package that the administration put out last year. They uh, clearly endorsed the concept even before the Evidence Act became law, that they wanted agencies to begin the process of developing learning agendas. My hope is that this will be something agencies will certainly take seriously, and those that haven't already developed them or begun the process will use the indications that they're getting from the White House to begin that process as quickly as possible.
0: The budget does kind of highlight what they identify as like barriers or hurdles for some of the evidence-based policymaking act provisions to go into effect. And I think their wording here is addressing statutory barriers to data use. That makes it seem like for as big as a a law as this is, that there's maybe some steps that Congress could go further to ensure maybe like a, a smoother implementation. But I'm not quite sure what to make of that. How do you make sense of that?
1: My sense was the administration was not in any way critiquing or criticizing the the Evidence Act, but rather suggesting that there are barriers to data access that weren't addressed by that law that still need to be addressed. So one specific proposal that's incorporated is actually a suggestion that came out of the Commission on Evidence-Based Policymaking back in 2017 that we should expand access to an existing data system called the National Directory of New Hires for conducting policy research and program evaluation. So that's a data system that has income and earnings information that is provided by states. And we predominantly use it for child support enforcement activities over at the Department of Health and Human Services. But the uses of those data are very tightly restricted, and, and for good reasons. What the Evidence Commission suggested, and I think this is embodied in the proposal that the administration also offers about the new hire system, that if you have strong privacy protocols and protections in place, that we can think about enabling those data to be more accessible for other priorities, for example, research and evaluation. If we really want to understand workforce outcomes or outcomes related to employment programs and we need to understand earnings in order to do that, um, this is a system that already exists today that that would enable that. And it is not generally accessible because the law doesn't allow it. So I I think that would be an example where the administration is not criticizing what the Evidence Act does, but suggesting that there's a lot of room for improvement in these really targeted areas that we'll need to have thoughtful discussions about as we go forward. And I think there's probably hundreds of examples, just like the one that I mentioned, that we could delve into.
0: That's Nick Hart, the director of the Bipartisan Policy Center's Evidence Project, talking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. You can listen to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. This episode is brought to you by Zell. Whenever you're sending
1: money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person,